Yes, you're tuned into KZMU. This is Art Talks. This is Molly Marcello. I'm filling in for Richard Codd, um, our amazing host of Art Talks. He's set up um, a couple of interviews for us this afternoon. And the first one we have with us in the studio. Hello, Cassie. Hey, Molly. This is Cassie Pop here. Uh, with the Moab Folk Festival. So happy to be here. So this is the time of year where you were, you are the busiest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've got another week to get to that point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's fast approaching the busiest time. Yes. And, and the most exciting for sure. Okay. So we're here to talk about um, this this um, great event that comes to Moab um, every year and has faced like many events challenges with COVID and the pandemic year and there have been a a few changes. Can we start off uh, uh, with those changes uh, first off? Sure, sure. Um, Well, we're um, really excited to be uh, planning a safe gathering for 2021. Uh, um, we did take the year of 2020 off and go virtual. And this year we've decided to hold only our outdoor events. Typically we have two indoor venues um, and we are, um, you know, putting them on pause for yet another year until, um, yeah. you know, folks are, are feeling more comfortable at our inside venues. Um, and while we will miss them, we are very excited about the outdoor uh, venue, which is the Moab City Ballpark. And we're gonna be gathering there uh, uh, Saturday, November 6th and Sunday, November 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've added one act to each day. Typically we have three performers each day. And uh, this year we will have four performers each day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're, we're amping up the outdoor shows a little bit. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that sort of, you know, to supplement that we're not going to have any indoor venues? You yeah, beef yeah. Beef up the outdoor venues? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just to, to give a little more bang for the buck, so to speak, and might as well. Uh, you know, it is November, so our daylight hours are definitely... Um, limited but we're just starting a little earlier in the day the doors will open at 10 and the performances will start at 11 and run till roughly 4 15 or 4 30 um, both days okay mm-hmm. okay and um there are some pretty big acts when uh-huh. i saw the lineup i said wait the patty griffith is yeah. coming. <laughs> uh, i know yeah patty griffin is definitely attracting a lot of attention She's uh, selling her, her her ticket share for sure. Okay. Um, but even more telling for us is is that um, the largest number of tickets we've sold is the two-day pass. So it's kind of a vote of confidence for the whole lineup oh, uh, to right. me. Right. Um, and just a signal that people are ready to get back to it. Um, you know, we are requiring a vaccination or a negative test within 48 hours to enter the festival grounds. And okay. that is something that was required requested from both of our headliners and um, and really I think just uh, makes a lot of uh, health sense. So um, please come, but please be prepared right. to visit our, our health check on the way in uh, with your um, vaccine card or a photo of your vaccine card to um, enter. Uh, but yes, Patty Griffin is amazing. Saturday, she's going to be headlining and she's agreed to play a 75 minute set. So just like a little bit longer than wow. our usual hour sets. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, the ne- uh, before her will be uh, May Early Wine. Uh, May Early Wine uh, won the hearts and minds uh, of our uh, 2019 audience, and she was unable to return in 2020 because 
uh, you know, COVID. And um, <laughs> sure. she won the People's Choice Returning Artist slot. Um, so we are thrilled to have her in town. She's going to be around all weekend and doing some other activities with the festival that we can get to later. Um, but sure. then um, oh, uh, before her will be John Craigie. And um, I think he's a familiar name to some folks around town, a singer songwriter, uh, solo performer, and uh, just really humorous and has uh, got some great, great songwriting chops. So we're really looking forward to have him on our stage. Wow. And our opener is Aro Shapiro, and he is from Austin, Texas. and. Uh, he just kind of won me over with his voice. He's huh. sort of like our unknown. We like to have a, mm, you know, up and coming right. type slot, uh, a Utah based slot, um, you know, and then obviously some some names right. to draw people in. So, uh, yeah. Tell me about the work that it takes to get these <laughs> artists. Um, you know, what goes in? What does the behind the scenes look like for you, Cassie? I People have a hard time believing that it takes a full year to put a festival together. And we may have disproved that this year because <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, like a lot of things, we were on hold. We were yeah. on pause before being able to get started booking and, and sending deposits out and right. all the, the work that is contractual <laughs> mm -hmm. performing arts uh, buying. Uh, so we did get we get started a little bit late, um, but typically it's it's going through our wish list of, of headliners. We try mm -hmm. to book them first and um, then kind of uh, try to find a a complimentary roster, you know, to, right. to accompany them in the day. Um, it's also nice to find performers that will help us with our education outreach programming. Mm -hmm. We ask, you know, typically in a, in, a, in a normal year, with this definitely isn't yet, uh, we have programs at the senior center and we have programs in the schools and we have programs, you know, mm -hmm. around town. Yeah. And so trying to find the right person for those is is uh, is tricky too. So there's right. you know booking the performers. Another big part of my job is uh, fundraising or you know the development piece where finding money <laughs> right. to pay for everything. There's a big marketing campaign. There is um, you know all all of the outreach performances and uh, venue securing and all that. It's right. you know a lot of admin, a lot of coordinating, um, and it's just really fun. I love my job and. The funnest part is when it all comes together and we meet at the at our venues and we we open our hearts and listen to music together and it's just such a wonderful experience. How good do you feel like during the festival when <laughs> the songs are, are flowing and people are having a good time? Mm. You know, is that when you feel like relaxed or are you still working <laughs> in that moment? Uh, I'm usually still working, <laughs> but there does come that time where I can look out over the crowd and see that connection, uh -huh. see that bit of electricity between the performing artist and the audience and the magic that's created there. And that just, yeah, definitely right. rings my bell. Mm -hmm. And I can usually tell who's going to win the people's choice. Really? By sometimes by gauging people's reaction. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's usually fairly solid, yeah. I think, the winners. So. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> uh, again, we're talking to Cassie Pop from the Moab Folk Festival, which is coming right up. It's just around the corner. Um, this lineup of artists this year, I mean, it, you're right. You kind of went through it. There's um, some definite headliners, some up-and-comers. It just seems like a well-rounded festival, and it it's kind of show, 
saying to me, like the the artists that you have involved, like this this is a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is known now. Um, <laughs> this is what nineteen years. Nineteen years, yeah. And we've always had some pretty fun headliners. We were really proud of our twenty nineteen headliner. We did get Judy Collins here, and right. we've had all kinds of folks. You know, we decided for the Sunday lineup that we really felt like if we were going to meet together, we wanted to do some dancing. And so (laughs) I was charged with finding a dance band. And the headliner (laughs) on Sunday is um, from Montana. It's a band called the Little Smokies. And Mm -hmm. they are a little more bluegrass than sometimes we have. And Mm -hmm. really great Americana lineup. They sent me a couple copies of their CD, which I should have brought you up here. (laughs) I'll have to bring them next time. time. Um, Yes, and uh, or we could listen to it on our digital CD. But uh, really fun band. I've seen them live in Telluride. Um, They've got a awesome like lead dobro and smoking, little smoking uh, (laughs) banjo player. And I think people are really gonna enjoy them. Yeah, they um, look, from their band photo, they look like they're having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super fun. And uh-huh. then um, Chatham County Line uh-huh. um, is also going to be playing that day. And they're, I think they've been around for as long as the festival, really. Just really classic Americana. Um, very entertaining. Yeah. And then we have Lindsay Lou. She's right. making a return performance. She did perform at one of the free concert series this summer. And uh, we really um, enjoyed her. Uh, she was actually... Um, replacing uh, an artist who had to cancel due to COVID. And we were very sorry to lose uh, Kishana. Um, We're hoping to bring her back next year. Okay. And the opener on Sunday is a Utah band uh, based in Ogden, Utah, named The Proper Way. I really like the lead singer on this Mm -hmm. band. Um, And then there are, you know, a couple of guys backing her up who actually were the original band members <laughs> um but just just a nice nice real nice uh, trio i think people are gonna like them a lot too now so. there's some variety in this year's lineup you know when you when you say Mo folk festival like what is folk music <laughs> you know to you how, how are you saying okay this fits within the genre of folk because mm-hmm. Well, we've always tried to to include a, a like a diversity of genres i mean uh-huh. folk you know, I don't know. How do you define it? It's 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 a many of things. Um, but we typically have some Americana. We like to have some roots and world music, mm-hmm. um, some bluegrass. Uh, I think typically folk represents more of a, a singer-songwriter. Okay. You picture, you know, your Bob Dylan or your mm-hmm. solo performer up there. And I think mm-hmm. Saturday is going to be classic that way. Mm-hmm. It's It's for solo performers although may early wine will be accompanied um with a band she played with in 2019 and the fun thing is she and Lindsay lou are both from michigan and they're total pals and so Lindsay lou i believe just a little uh (laughs) sneak preview here will be singing and harmonizing with her which should be amazing the three the two of them are in a trio Mm -hmm. called the sweetwater warblers which is an amazing um Mm -hmm. harmonic a female uh, bliss fest. <laughs> we okay. hope to get them here someday, but we have two out of three of them. And, uh-huh. I, and I believe there may be some cross-pollinating the other way around. I imagine May will Amazing. also come and sit in with Lindsay. So. Okay, that's one of my favorite things about live music or festivals in general, too, mm-hmm. when there's, um, you know, musicians across, you know, that, that don't typically get to be in the same place or be performing around the same time, and they get mm-hmm. to just hop on stage and 
uh, you as an audience member, you know, get to delight in that experience. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yes. I, I feel like, you know, we say this all the time around KZMU that um, we're so grateful for live music to be coming back. Um, tell us about, you know, the impact of having live music in Moab um, during still what seems to be year 100 of the yeah. pandemic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I think more than ever, we we need to um, be able to feel comfortable coming together and listening to music. I mean, I think like spiritually and soulfully, mm-hmm. we need that um, to make us feel some joy. There's been a lot of more fear based mm-hmm. kind of feelings, I feel like. And I, and I don't want to downplay the pandemic. However, I feel like there is a safe way for us all to get mm-hmm. together. Uh, one of the things that we really enjoy um, about bringing these world-class musicians to our town is being able to share them with the local yeah. community. And um, from the beginning, um, this festival was started by Melissa Schmadek. A lot yeah. of you probably know. Um, she got the idea, made it happen. And, um, you know, I mentored with her for about nine years um, mm-hmm. before taking the helm of the organization. And um, But from year one... Uh, she brought these performers into the schools to mm-hmm. do assembly performances for every child in Grand County. Um, we are able to do some of that this year. Okay. Uh, COVID has limited um, not only the performers who are really anxious to go into <laughs> schools, but also uh, schools that are maybe experiencing higher rates of transmission um, right. and aren't willing to to risk anybody's health. Sure. Um, but so in addition to doing some school programming, um, we have a May Early Wine doing a school program at HMK just exclusively for the kids. Um, mm-hmm. But then we have some free workshops uh, coming up during the festival time. We've always uh, provided uh, free programming um, during the mornings before our event and we will continue to do that um, this year we're not doing anything inside so instead of it being in star hall we Uh are holding our morning workshops on the lawn of um the uh, museum Moab Museum? Yeah, Moab yeah. Museum. Moab Museum, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now they rebranded. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It was like, it's, there's no yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we can talk more about those uh, if you'd like. I would love to because, you know, what <laughs> I think is so special about... Um, the local festivals here is that they do do a lot, you, you know, you and the Moab Music Festival mm-hmm. do a lot of programming throughout the year. They've, while the festival is happening, mm-hmm. you know, there are things for the community, workshops. And so let's, let's get into that. Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm fully aware of a lot of people in Moab's situation. I know it's expensive right. to live here and everybody works a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody can afford the price of a ticket. And that really drove our, um, uh, push to found a free concert series. So that's one of the ways that we, we love to, to reach out to the community. Um, that's all grant funded. Um, but with the festival, uh, there are some other uh, grant funded um, sessions. So on Saturday morning um, and Sunday morning, we're going to have two different workshops from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. at the Moab Museum Lawn, and we're going to set up a little tent and have a sound system out there on Saturday morning. It'll be a singer-songwriter in the round. 
and local musician and legend uh, and board member on the Friends of the Moab Folk Festival mm -hmm. board, uh, Cozy Sheridan, will lead uh, John Craigie and May Earlywine in a singer-songwriter in the round. And I, I think that is going to be a wonderful performance. Do not miss it. Mm. Um, Amazing. And, yeah. What and a then, talented performer. Yeah. Yeah. And so then on Sunday morning, um, we typically do an interview. And this year... Um, Festival helper Chris Seely. She's a you know she's a just a wonderful professional. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of her stuff because I know you would appreciate it yeah. as a mass mistress of interviewing. <laughs> uh, she just does a great job. Okay. She does her homework and she's going to be interviewing Dave Wilson from Chatham County Line and he's been a, 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 a you know Americana performer for over twenty years and he's got some incredible history and I think Chatham County Line oddly enough did a pretty interesting collaboration with Judy Collins. Oh. Yeah. Wait, I think I, when I was looking at their music, I think I found one of the, those tracks, and I was like, oh, really? Oh, wow. cool. Yeah. yeah, I've never listened to it, but it was interesting when we were booking Judy Collins, they were very much like, uh, oh, yeah, you should book Chatham County. It didn't make sense to me. Right. Because right. <laughs> it's so different. But Oh, I misspoke. It was Sharon Von Etten and oh. Chatham County Line. Okay. So they've done more than one collaboration. Uh, totally. So I think it's going to be an interesting, it'll be an interesting hour of, of learning some of his background and, and uh, always really nice small group, free, uh -huh. open to the public, accessible to anybody in the community you nice. don't have to have a ticket you don't have to have the vaccine or anything like that it's going to be outdoors and uh, no no regulations on that one okay um good for you for finding um outdoor venues <laughs> to do these workshops because usually like you said they're indoors they're at star hall but mm -hmm. now it's all mm -hmm. outside i would say my message for everyone this year is bring your layers you know like <laughs> we're sure. gonna be doing it the, uh -huh. the festival's on it's rain or shine uh -huh. bring your raincoat get your long underwear maybe you're going to be in t-shirts <laughs> and, and shorts by the end of the day it's just always incredibly weird weather mostly good and right, uh, <laughs> there is a new thing that we're doing this year okay. molly that i'm excited to tell everybody about um well typically we have nighttime shows right so we're sure. inside at the at right. high school yeah or star hall from 7 to 11 mm -hmm. um but because we've decided not to do any indoor shows i've decided to schedule some programming for the evenings right. So on Friday, uh, November 5th, we're going to be doing a community jam session at the Hearthspace Moab. Nice. And um, yeah, we'll have a couple of, of local musicians leading jam sessions, kind of little little mini sets. Um, and that'll be from 6 to 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. at the Hearthspace. And I will have all this whole schedule listed on the website by the end of the week. So okay. if you can't remember Great. anything that I'm saying, which I probably I bet you won't. Um, <laughs> You can tune into our website and then we're going to do some more promo, you know, for y'all to know, like in the paper, in and the newspaper. And so. that website is moabfolkfestival.com. Yes, it is moabfolkfestival.com. Um, and it'll be under the schedule tab. Um, and then on Saturday night, uh, even a little bit more exciting, and this is the first I've really talked about it on air, so another newsflash, oh. we're going to do a little night grass. And so oh. from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Backyard Theater, uh -huh. we're going to have two sets. We're going to have Lindsay Liu um, playing with uh, Kyle Tuttle, who's like an uh -huh. incredible banjo player, what? and by the way, I think her boyfriend, um, and another member of the Little Smokies. They're going to do a little set. 
And then from seven to eight, uh, the Little Smokies are going to do an unplugged storyteller set mm. where they'll be um, gathering and um, trading songs and telling stories. And that'll be from seven to eight. So from six to eight. Wow. Backyard theater. And now I am getting excited. Right? <laughs> and it's free. Let me repeat this. This is free and open to the public. Anyone in the community can come. Okay. You know parking's limited, guys. So get there early. Right. Ride your bike. Walk. walk uh-huh. um, and come check out this, like, really cool free programming. It's not every day that you're going to get to go see a free Little Smoky show. So oh, my gosh. Hope to see you there. Thank you, Moab Folk Festival, yeah. for bringing this <laughs> this uh, music to our community. You know, um, before we go, I do want to mention, you know, there was ha- the summer free concert series did was able to happen this year yep. which didn't during uh 2020 am yep. i right yep um and thank you for making that happen mm-hmm. too because i think almost every musician maybe every musician said how great it was mm-hmm. to be playing in front of a live audience yeah. you know how yeah. much that meant to them as well mm-hmm. you know and i think it from the way the community showed up and supported at the events um i think that they were ready to get uh, those who were ready were right, ready right. to get out and listen to this music so hopefully we can uh, be doing that again in a in a couple weeks we're speaking to Cassie Pop of the Moab Folk Festival. It is coming up November 6th and 7th. Seven. Thank uh-huh. you for fi- fi- sure, yep. sure, I thought sure, sure. I, it's coming right around the corner. Yeah, it's two weeks from Friday. Ah, so woo-hoo! you're about to get in gear if you're not already and get super busy. Um, what about volunteers this year? Yeah, I was going to mention that um, we do, um, in exchange for volunteering, give you a pass to the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of our volunteer slots are filled and we still have a couple open. Okay. Um, so if you're interested in volunteering, you can, um, our office number is 260-1756. You can go on our website, moabfolkfestival.com. Mm-hmm. There's a like get involved volunteer button. We'll, you know, we, we check that every day. Um, and there are also local price tickets. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, just a 10% off at either Back of Beyond Books or Canyonlands Copy Center. You can go buy yourself a ticket and treat yourself to a great show or two great shows. Two great shows. Two great <laughs> Several great shows. Many great shows. Many great shows. Cassie, thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to let our listeners know about the Folk Festival this year or maybe on into the future, you know? Um, you know, I just wanted folks to know that we're, you know, we're a nonprofit um, and, um, you know, any... It, that we appreciate the support of our community and we like to give back to our community. And so... Um, if you want to buy a ticket and come to the show, that's a great way to support us. And, um, oh, what I also wanted to say was that Sunday, November 7th, the concert will be broadcast on KZMU. We're going to be live streaming. So if you can't get off work, Uh if you don't feel comfortable leaving your home, if you're, you uh-huh. know, if your your world is not as accessible as, as some folks right. or whatever mm-hmm. it is, this piece brought to you by KZMU Amazing. 90.1 is is free 
broadcast content right. of the Sunday show. So please tune in, jam it in the background, listen to you in your car, um, and then donate to KZMU and thank them <laughs> for doing this for us. You know, I, I might be biased, but I have to say our, our simulcast remote broadcasting has been sounding very good lately. It's solid. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah so yeah. shout out to um, the staff that makes that happen, the music department and our general manager, of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, that is a great way to access, you know, the live music. If for whatever reason um, you can't come to the to the festival itself. Mm-hmm. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for Thanks, being Molly. up here. Um, we so appreciate you. Moab Folk Festival, November sixth and seventh. Seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, we're having fun up here. Just every, so everybody knows, there is a playlist on our website oh, that uh, Maketa Barkley put together on Spotify. Right. Go ahead and stream it and you'll get along. Thanks, Cassie. Welcome back. You've been listening to Art Talks. I'm Molly sitting in for Richard, and I have someone who can fill us in on a monster bash. Or wait, mash. It is the monster mash. <laughs> it is the, but it is the Moab monster movie mash. We are with Biga from the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission, the director of that commission. Welcome back to Art Talks. Thank you so much. I love being here. And you are a yeah. huge surprise today, but I'm happy to see your very I smiley know. face Richard, behind your mask. Yeah, behind my mask. Richard was very bummed to miss uh, this show, dear listener. Um, if he didn't have to, he wouldn't have. But um, we, I know he's listening out there, so yes. I hope I do a good job. Cod, as I call you, you are missed. So Biga, you know, the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission does a lot of things. Um, can you talk about what you're up to throughout the year? And then we're going to get into your special events. Sure. But um, what is the what do you as um, the film director or commissioner? What do, what do I call you? Yeah, either. I'm okay. the. Fi- I mean, I'm I'm a film commissioner ish, uh-huh. but I'm also the director of the film commission. So you can call me. You can call me commish. Director is kind of the wrong word because some uh-huh. you know, especially when I go to some of these functions out of town or used to more so, right. and I'd be like. You know, Biga Metzner, director, everyone's like, ooh, could you want, I read my script? Can you, and I'm like, I'm a Funny. different kind of director, right. but I'm, but right. yes, sure. I do. So, um, you know, every year is different. Every mm-hmm. day is different. Every month is different. Every, it's uh, mm-hmm. an ever-changing cycle of film commissioning things. But mm-hmm. my basic um, overall skill set is to facilitate. Yeah. I am a liaison between film productions and the area I represent. And I represent Grand and San Juan counties. And I am a regional office to the state office, which is the Utah Film Commission. So I work in collaboration with them and a lot of the other film offices around the state. But I'm actually the lone wolf film commission in the state other than the state office. And Mm. I've also... I've said this 8,000 million times and everyone who's ever heard my voice (laughs) speak about the Film Commission will know, but the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission is the longest running film commission in the world. 
So in the world, in the world, yes. So it all started right here in Moab, Utah. Amazing. Nineteen forty-nine. Amazing. So a long, rich history of film and, of course, television. What is this? St- I know you just said that everything changes by the day, by the week, by the month. Yeah. Um, what has been the state of film in Grand and San Juan counties throughout the pandemic? You know, have you know productions been coming through? Yes, they have, actually. Yeah. I mean, strangely enough, when, I mean, we had our full-on shut, shut down right. here. That mm-hmm. was everybody was shut down. But mm-hmm. then um, Moab started to open up slightly earlier than most places in mm-hmm. terms of travel people and also in terms of filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of commercial work. Mm-hmm. L.A. was still closed. Right. Sorry, Los Angeles. <laughs> um, New York was still closed. Mm-hmm. New York, New York, um, and everywhere in between that might be doing productions. And and Europe and international travel was completely shut down. So we lost work in relation to that. But but things started to come from L.A. and New York um, Mm -hmm. when we started opening up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we had plenty of commercial work. And I have to say that... um, We usually get over 120, 50, you know, it depends on the year, permits issued in the area. But in a pandemic year, we had over 60 permits that were issued. Okay. You know, that is between all of our different land use agencies and the ones that actually I get the information from, which is sometimes it's harder to to get, you know, all the permit information in. But so, yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't like super slammy slammed busy but it wasn't it wasn't dead it wasn't zero it wasn't zero at all and i maintained throughout the whole time because there's always stuff going on that i you know that i'm doing whether it's updating location photos or Mm -hmm. um putting on fun projects or and i know there were some mixers at one point too are those still going on you know i i've settled I would like to go bring them back. The right. Media Hive right. mix and mingles. Media Hives. Yes. Yep. Thank you so much for remembering. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We also lost one of my favorite venues mm. where we did that. The the parlor at the oh, right. Moab Garage mm-hmm. Co. has gone the way of the dodo yeah. bird. Is that still something I people know. say or am I too old? <laughs> um, but <laughs> It was like, it was. It, it, it came and then it went. But yes. yeah. Okay. And I loved I, And so, I'm. you know, if I can find another venue and I think, I mean, we're still... It's yeah. still an interesting, awkward time for yeah. people and gatherings and mm-hmm. masking and this and that. But I, I love getting together with people to learn if they are interested in being in production mm-hmm. in some way, if they have been. And it's media production of all kinds. That's the thing. I mean, right. you know, it's film, but it's TV. It's art. Right. It's, you know, like I, it's mm-hmm. photography, graphic design, anything mm-hmm. that's related to film filmy stuff i'm i'm interested in meeting those people if they've just moved here mm-hmm. um or right. if they just came back after many years of being in mm-hmm. los angeles or other places sure. I, you know like I, I i'm trying to establish always uh-huh. having a local crew base here yeah. so that's one of the big things is trying right. to have these film productions from other places that are coming here recognize that there are qualified individuals that live here right. in rural Utah that know how to work in film and television and mm. otherwise, and whether it be, you know, like set construction or, mm. you know, uh, grips and electrics and sound designers, right. whatever it is, like I'm anything that is filmy media production related, I'm happy to 
chat with anyone all the time. So that means that, I mean, are, are you in a position where if the production, you know, crew comes in and they're saying, hey, we need an extra grip, you know, and you say, I've got someone with grip experience. Is that how it works? Kind of. I mean, yeah. there's a production list that sure. is on my website. So I, I can't really recommend anyone specifically because right. I can't show favoritism. It's right. like one of those things. But if there's yeah, only like if things. there's only like one person here that does do that, uh-huh. yes. If I have if there was to be only one grip right. in town uh-huh. and then they said I need a grip, I'd be uh-huh. like, then you need to call this person. Right. But mm-hmm. um you know if there's more than that then like say you if there's I have a little side list together because if there's only three of one person uh-huh. of one type of sorry crew member then I can send them that specific list or I tell them to go to the production directory. But nice. sometimes it's all about timing. I don't know if you ever heard that in the film industry. <laughs> it's like they needed it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like those are all real realisms. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not like a falsity that like, mm-hmm. you know, and things. Yeah. So timing is, yeah, is everything. still everything. And it, it is kind of still who you know, right. do, which is kind of silly, but it's true. Um, right. But yeah, so I always try to find crew base if you've had... If anyone has has had experience and has a credit of any kind in Mm -hmm. film from being a production assistant or otherwise, then you can get onto the film commission's production guide. And I did slow down on doing like my um, production assistant training classes Mm -hmm. for a while too. And I'm hoping, you know, I think I'm going to wait a little bit until maybe it's like legitimately we're like back and back and back in action Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. full on before I start doing those again Mm -hmm. and maybe figure out a way to do it more Mm -hmm. in depth I mean I'm always one of again you know Mm -hmm. you've asked me all the things that I like to do but I educating the youth of this um, area and having them recognize Mm -hmm. that there's this entire industry that exists in town and Mm -hmm. has for a very, very long time, the history is real. Mm-hmm. I mean, mining town, film town, and tourism, yes, has been around for a while. But, like, film has been an ongoing mm-hmm. theme that people sort of forget You know exists. what? You're completely right. I think we talk about all these different industries. And then when you – I think it's probably not unusual for you to say, hey, we're the longest-running film commission <laughs> in the world. Um, it and, is so not unusual. It's terrible, but it's true. But, I mean, <laughs> like, it, it's good to keep bringing that up because yeah. it, it's putting that on people's minds. Yeah, like film is a viable industry here. And people do um, – It's also yeah. – uh, what's that? You know, we're – diversification right. it's economic mm-hmm. impact it's you right. know like it's it has all of the parts mm-hmm. that people are striving to have this town have included here and it is here right whether mm-hmm. they see it or not or know mm-hmm. what it is it's you know mm-hmm. it's hard to show you sure. know it's, and it's hard to get yeah. those numbers and it's you know mm-hmm. you know the utah the state of utah is lacking a bit in its incentive program which right. um is something that is being worked on all the time and mm-hmm. being lobbied for by mm-hmm. really really awesome people and it would bring bigger productions that we haven't had here in a long time right. to be able to sh- film here but the other stuff is not stopping coming the commercials and reality shows mm-hmm. and documentaries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um outdoor recreational sports catalog shoots and Mm -hmm. fashion, you know, wedding Mm -hmm. dresses or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like we have, it's everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're staying in the hotels and they're spending money in the hotels and they're eating at the restaurants and Mm -hmm. they're spending money at the restaurants and they're going into the stores and they're lumber and, Mm -hmm. you know, like all of, all of the vendor aspects of it 
um, and they're hiring local crew a lot of the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, um, and that makes a big difference. Um, So Very cool. Well, you are here, of course, um, to not only inform us about the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission, but also tell us about some events that are coming up. So let's transition. to those events because this is really exciting moab monster movie mash yeah tell us about it okay well (laughs) this is the not part of my job description part of the job that i have chosen to do because i like i said it's not only about educating Uh the youth but it's about like um doing fun things okay for the community so the moab monster movie mash um is a filmmaking challenge that um this t- for this filmmaking challenge, I had um, I'm working with a really wonderful person out of Salt Lake City who's been doing filmmaking challenges for like nine years. Yeah. Um, and his name is Brian Higgins, and he's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and I, I chose the genre, I chose the time of year to do mm-hmm. it. I thought that Halloween, because I love Halloween, yeah. would be great. I hate horror movies, which oh, is a no. super crazy thing to say, but I'm like, why? I'd I'm one of those people, too. Like, I, I love Halloween, but I really don't like scary movies. I love <laughs> Halloween, and I love doing only scary Halloween. Okay. I've only ever been scary things for Halloween. Sure. In my house, I live on Walker Street. I always have oh, like sure, yeah. something to, going yeah. on at my house. But uh-huh. horror movie genre? Right. It's like so one of the craziest ideas for uh-huh. me to do. Anyway, um, so this year... so I. I'm going to backtrack for yeah, one second. A couple of years ago, I did the Moab Showdown. I remember that. And mm-hmm. that was a huge success and super fun. And that was to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Film Commission. Also a filmmaking challenge. Also a filmmaking challenge. And that one was a 49-hour right. short film competition. Mm-hmm. So the Moab Monster Movie Mash was a short film competition, but all of the teams mm-hmm. had up to six weeks to make their films. Wow. And... The deadline, believe it or not, is at midnight tonight. What? Because, so if you, uh, today's talk, October eighteenth. Today's, 18th, today's right? the eighteenth. Yeah. So perfect timing uh-huh. for yeah. So uh, I have ten teams uh-huh. that signed up, which is hugely exciting. Very cool. Um, they are. Uh, I have two different high school teams from which, Grand County. From Grand County. Amazing. I know. That's like. But I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk anybody else down, but for <laughs> me to be able to like go into the school and talk to kids about wanting to do a filmmaking mm-hmm. challenge and then to actually have people sign up is just like. What a great opportunity. So awesome. Yeah. So, um, so I have two, I have a couple people, I have a couple other teams that are local, just mm-hmm. uh, not Grand County High School kids. Sure. Um, another, yeah, another person who was in the filmmaking the showdown a couple uh-huh. years ago. Uh, I also have a couple of people from out of town this year. I think one out of Provo, one out of Weber, one out of another P Parish, maybe Parish Parachute. <laughs> is that a? But I think I have it on parachute, a Parachute. Is yeah, it Colorado? Parachute, Colorado. I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that Colorado? Yeah. Anyway, um, ten total teams. Super cool. And they so they had six weeks to make an up to ten minute movie. Okay. So, those are screening with a, you know, guaranteed theatrical live screening at Star Hall Mm -hmm. on October 30th. 
and Amazing. the doors open at six and the screenings will be at seven and so it'll be and we're gonna I'm gonna gonna show them basically like feature style or you watch the watch them all and then mm-hmm. there's gonna be post screening Q and A's with the artists okay. and then um, there's gonna be some prizes given out and I can tell you what the categories are gonna be. Please do. Okay. Do you want to know the categories first of the prizes, or do you want to know what the genres <laughs> are that they had to choose from? There's so many parts. <laughs> so many different categories. I love, let's start with the genres. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's start with the genres. Okay. I'm going to read off the genres that they had to pick from. Okay. So, you know, I, some part of me wants to do this with a terrible accent, but I, but I can't. <laughs> I'll do a little drum roll. <laughs> okay. Cursed treasure in them hills. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts of the West. The Devil Went Down to Moab, <laughs> The Beast from the Red Rocks, and The Dark Desert. So each one of these teams had to pick one of those themes Correct. and incorporate it as part of their own either script or production. It ha- The theme has to come across. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, the, those five genres, those tri- five themes could sort of be intermingled-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably do the ghost from them hills if you wanted to <laughs> or the devil and the red rocks i mean i don't you know what i mean like, yeah sure i think you could mix and mingle that yeah but the thing was when you registered uh-huh. which was all done online uh-huh. you still have to midnight tonight if you can turn in a movie it only has to be two minutes long no um <laughs> you um you also get an enigma uh, i see and that has to be part of okay. the film so i'm not going to give away what the enigmas are because i'll give those away on the night of you have to come and so before the screening, I'll be like, and this they had to make this a part of their film. Either a line of dialogue or an actual prop or a, you know, something that we gave them that they had to use. How interesting. Yes. So part of the challenge. Part of the challenge. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so up to 10 minutes long. And I mean, and no one's ever seen them before. They are being judged. So they turned in at midnight tonight. We have a panel of celebrity judges. I will not name them who right now. <laughs> And what what does celebrity mean to someone is very different than other people. Um, <laughs> they're going to be judged over the next couple of days, and then um, yeah, so we'll know what the what, okay. we'll know who the winners are, okay. you know, the night of, but they won't know okay. until beforehand. And then there will also be an audience award the night of, so everyone who comes, mm-hmm. which everyone should come, mm-hmm. and I know it's. The night before Halloween, and some of you are going to be doing some other trick-or-treaty things, but that's not actual Halloween, so I'm just saying it out loud mm-hmm. on the radio. <laughs> Wait till Halloween to trick-or-treat and come and mm-hmm. see the Moab Monster Movie Mash on October 30th at 7. But, um, so, yeah, they're gonna, we're going to show this show all the films and then give away to, for people to digitally vote on their favorite. Nice. Okay. And then... You know, in in instead of ripping ballots, right, and collecting, um, and collecting them, them yeah. and then counting uh-huh. them, so we're gonna yeah. do a digital version of that, and uh-huh. then we'll give an audience award too. Amazing. And so, yeah, there's like you know, branded trophies and some other little things and to, to give away and nice. stuff like Tell that. Tell us about the categories. Of, is it like first place or is it you know, doing it a little differently this okay. time too? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> How can I make this interesting? Yeah. I can't. It's impossible. <laughs> categories. There are 10 different categories. Okay. Best film. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Best acting. Mm. Best directing. Mm. Best tale. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Or st- right. story. Story. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, I'm working with is from Ireland. I like oh, that funny. he said tale. Best I tale. think it's even better. It's But we're talking about horror movies. Right. It are, they're horror tales. They're yeah, not yeah. horror. You know, yeah, it's all yeah. that. Best 
death. Mm. Best atmosphere. Best scare. Ooh. Best hero. Best editing. And best sound. Now, can one film win multiple prizes? Yes, yes they can. Okay, yeah. all right. So, so we're not doing it categorically like I had in the past where it right. was like, yeah. Uh-huh. No, you're from if you're from the elementary school, you definitely right. win a prize. Uh-huh. No, this is <laughs> they're being thrown in with every, the rest of them. I think that every uh-huh. mm, well, no, yeah, well, there's a couple yeah. things to be determined. But I'm gonna, I'm trying to get some prizey mm, thing, other things together. But I can't really talk about those until sure. they're defined sure. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I guess yeah, somebody could win. All uh, three different categories, <laughs> sure. if, depending on how uh-huh. super awesome. If their tail is the scariest and their hero is the yeah, best actor. actor. <laughs> you know, I'm, I am just amazed that these filmmakers have gotten together and been able to do this contest. I think having an, like a spark of inspiration to do something creative during this like very extended pandemic is amazing. And thanks for spearheading it because... You know, it's always nice to see someone's creative project, no matter how it turns out or if it wins any prizes. It's just amazing to see. It's amazing to see. And uh-huh. this opportunity, honestly, to be uh-huh. able to do a live audience screening right. at all, ever, of a short film that you might make with your friends. Right. It doesn't happen. Uh-huh. I mean, there's you could go online mm-hmm. to any number of film festivals, right. competitions, and that doesn't mean that you're going to have a live audience to your movie. But right. this is guaranteed, and mm-hmm. it's just so much fun. So mm-hmm. um, I, you know, it'll probably be a mask-on situation. Mm-hmm. I haven't been told about limiting numbers yet. I hope I don't have to turn people away from yeah. Star Hall mm-hmm. on the 30th. And I, um, but I, it'll probably be mask-required. I'm pretty sure right. that's going to be a mm-hmm. definite. Um, no food, no drink, unfortunately, at Star Hall. But um, mm-hmm. that's okay. And, yeah. um, and it's just going to be... Yeah, super fun. I mean, the Moab Showdown was amazing. That was standing room only. I mean, if I could get it filled again, great. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah, bring it. Right. And yeah. um, super fun. Now, there is another event, though, the day before, um, Friday, October 29th at Star Hall. What's happening there, Bika? Yeah. God, I just can't stop. I know. Just, so, well, I figured. Just if go I was, the whole weekend. The whole weekend. Also, if honestly, this the reason that this one is happening is because I figured if a horror genre was what the chosen filmmaking challenge was, right. then there was no way I couldn't premiere a horror film <laughs> that was filmed completely in the Moab area. Wow. It was filmed in 2019. Uh-huh. It was released last year in Uh 2020 mostly I think direct to video but also there was a few towards the end of the last year Uh some screenings in various places actually in theatrical screening um and I have not seen it this is a horror (laughs) film right this is a horror film you're not allowed to see it because you're you'd be too scared I'm allowed, but do I want to? Right, okay. is, the, is the real question. Um, I will see it. Uh-huh. I will watch it. Mm-hmm. I will probably watch it behind, like with my fingers mm-hmm. over my eyes. I don't know. It um, it's called the Canyonlands. Okay. It was filmed all in the Moab area wow. on private property, but also on some on Bureau of Land Management land, uh-huh. um, on the Colorado River, wow. and a small cast of. Of people were here filming for a handful of weeks and um you know it's scary it, it, <laughs> would, it's, it would be I wish I had the tagline right. for it uh-huh. but it is sort of like a river 
Canyon Lands, you like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think um, it's, it's going to appeal to horror movie fans. Horror it's going to appeal to people who just want to see, like, Moab in a movie. Um, film, a movie fully filmed here that scary on Halloween weekends. Right. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so it's not rated, okay. but it would be rated R. <laughs> and would be rated R. <laughs> it takes a lot to get something to be theatrically sure. rated. Sure. So it would be. Okay. The director has told me it would be rated R, and that is for violence. Okay. So and be language. Pre- be prepared. Be prepared, but not there's is no sex or nudity. Okay. So right. it's just a scary movie. Okay. Um, it's also really cool because it is it had has just gotten the past week or two an official selection for the Red Nation International Film Festival, mm. which means that it's authentic um, in its um, presentation of Indigenous and Native American people. So that's interesting. For that's awesome. I mean, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, which might be too much of a hint that I gave away. Because maybe that's, but maybe but just pretend you didn't. <laughs> or if you um, did hear that. Or if you that. did hear it, then it's even cooler. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm putting that on just as an additional n- night before Halloween okay. uh, on Great. October 29th. That is also doors at six, screening at seven. Okay. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to get the director here. He couldn't make it. He had some other um, mm-hmm. stuff. But I hope that, you know, the, the, I'm going to personally invite some of the people who worked on the film here, but I also hope that um, they would choose to come just knowing that it's showing mm-hmm. and that anybody who wants to see a scary movie will come to see that. And it's all, all of these things are free. Free. F-R-E-E. Free. That's the free, magic word. The magic word. You do not have to pay to get in. You can come and watch the movies. Um, it is Amazing. right. Does not count one dollar an hour. Yeah, it's so they're both of them are free. Um, and Amazing. yeah, super fun. Okay, so lots of film related activities happening yeah. on Halloween weekend. On Friday night is the horror film The Canyon Lands. On Saturday night, um, the day before Halloween, the Moab Monster Movie Mash, which is, you know, the world premiere of all of these short films that were part of this challenge. Um, Both events happening at Star Hall. You got anything else to say about these events or the film commission before we head out of here? Um, no, I think you got it all. I mean, if you want to check out, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to want to go and sign up before. You could still turn in a film, honestly, before October 25th at this point and have it not be part of the actual competition, but Mm -hmm. you could have it live screened. So if you are interested in doing that, then you can go to filmulate.com, F-I-L-M-U-L-A-T-E, filmulate.com and check out that and just like do a last minute sign up, make a movie because... If you, I mean, I had people make movies in forty nine hours, right, and right, so right. that leaves a couple handful of days left still right. to like get together next weekend and, yeah, you know, make something. If you feel inspired, yeah, it's it wouldn't be like I said, it wouldn't be in part of the competition, but it would we would still screen it, screen it, yeah. Got it. Okay, so not none of the cool prizes, but the the um, cachet of having a, right. a screening right. um, here in Moab. But yeah, I'm always. You know, like I said, as the film commissioner, if mm-hmm. anybody who wants to talk to me about anything ever, mm-hmm. you can send me an email. You can get in touch with me on Facebook through film. The film commission has a Great. Facebook page and an mm-hmm. Instagram page. 
and a Twitter page that I barely touch, but <laughs> all of them are at Film Moab. Okay. Um, I really am super into helping people answer questions about okay. whatever if if I can, and if I can't um, help, then I usually know someone who can. Great. Well, thank you so much, Biga, for being here with yeah. us on Art Talks. Um, thank you to Richard, the, our usual host of Art Talks, who could not be here today. So I hope, Richard, I did an okay job for you. We um, did. You did. You did. <laughs>